Hello, I'm Sarah James, a lifestyle blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast in the Lifelisten Network about two women embarking on a self-care bender. We're both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet it's elusive. And while we may have all the information we need, we don't always get there. We want to explore different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious, looking at body, mind, and spirit, and also just some random talk that's thrown in there for good measure. We also want to look at the defenses and distractions to keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well today we have a really fun interview with one of my favorite people, Jamie Wright. She is the author of the book, The Very Worst Missionary, and she was a missionary for many years. It's a really funny book and we have a fun interview with her. But first, Sarah, what is new with you? Well, we are about to move in. I can't believe I'm saying that. It I is- can't either, really. Like, you're, when's the big day? Well, you know, it's really funny because I don't really know. Since <laughs> yeah. we, we haven't sold the house that we're in right now, So we don't have, yeah, that's awesome, but we don't really have a set date, which I think is causing me some like stress that I've pushed way, way down within, within me Uh, because I'm so type A. So I don't really know. We don't have a date, but we are starting to move things in next week. So I was actually smudging the new house last night well, you're going to have to explain what that means to okay. our non-woo-woo listeners. <laughs> I was going to because I posted a photo on my Instagram and, of course, had a lot of DMs saying anything from like, wow, that's amazing, that's so great, to like, what the F are you doing? This is so weird. So in some requests to write a post about it or do a video, which I'm not going to do any of that, but I'm going to talk about it right now for about three minutes. <laughs> I can just direct everybody to it. <laughs> but smudging a house is also known as saging a home is just a way to clear negative energy in a physical space um, that might be hanging around from people living in it before or past lives or any of that woo stuff. Now, in my particular case, the family that lived in the house before us, a lovely, lovely family, but they had some really, really hard times um, in the years leading up to selling the house, um, a lot of sadness. And, um, and so I've always, been, I've always been a fan of saging. It's just kind of a rit- ritual where you burn sage or different kinds of, it's usually sage, but sometimes it's cedar and they make these smudge sticks where they're kind of all wrapped up with string it kind of looks like a gigantic joint <laughs> and um, <laughs> you light it and the particular properties of sage or let's say cedar help clear negative energy. So you kind of walk through while it's burning and it's just, you know, the smoke clears the negative energy and it's, it's a ritual and I'm a big believer in rituals. If they work for you, I'm kind of the type of person that's like, you do whatever you need to do to make you feel good about your situation when it, you know, when it comes to rituals. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, sage has been proven to get rid of this and that. But it's just also kind of like a lovely um, ritual to do. My husband was with me and it's kind of like, you know, starting, starting fresh. Yeah. Um, so and there was a lot of sadness in this home and I wanted to make sure that I let that energy know it was time to be released and it can move on and we welcome happy, joyous, healthy energy into the home. So it only, you know, it doesn't take very long. I just um, burn a smudge stick and you can actually buy smudge sticks already made. You don't need to go grow your own sage, although you totally can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I bought it at a local place that I love here called Shop Good in Oklahoma City. And I did that. And then I also, you know, I'm a big fan of crystals. Once Mm -hmm. again, honestly, the reason I started buying crystals are because I think they're pretty. That is the reason I bought, I buy crystals, but I've looked into it more. And I just do think once again, it's kind of ritualistic and a lot of different crystals do different things. So I took over a few of my crystals. There's um, a crystal called um, selenite, which is like this white kind of quartz looking crystal that's known for protecting physical residences and homes. 
and you just kind of place it in a corner of your house and it's to protect the energy and not let negative energy come into the home. So we did that last night to get the house all ready and Dustin was very into it. He was like, when are we, when are we smudging? When are we smudging the house? Like, I want to do this, which I thought was so weird. But then I realized it's because he got a delivery of furniture to a studio and he really wanted to move it out into the house. (laughs) (laughs) After that happened. Yeah. And he knew that I wouldn't allow that to happen until I smudged the house while it was empty. So I realized, yes, it wasn't because he was trying to, you know, like hold my hand and walk me through this love ritual. It's because he wanted to move furniture out of his studio. But so Sarah, be it. Can we get your weird burning thing <laughs> over with you so seen. I can move in the furniture. He was following me around. I mean, he was actually very respectful. I'm like, now, honey, I'm like, you don't need to say anything out loud, but you might just want to think to yourself, negative energy, you know, we release you from this home and we are open to receiving positive energy. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. You know, he's just kind of walking behind me, watching me. (laughs) It's really important to sage the doorways. Like you go up each wooden doorway and come down. And yeah, so I was like full out wooing last night, but it's smudged and it's ready to go. Well, I'm so glad. So smudging, I mean, historically, is that a Native American? Yes. Yes. yes, a Native American ritual. I think it is a Native American. I'm almost positive. It might even go back before. It's been around for eons and eons. Yeah. But yeah, and they and you can mix it all together, which is great. Like mine had the cedar, which is really powerful and clearing, but it also had calendula, which is a healing herb and sweet grass. And it's just fun, you know, raise the vibration. You know what I'm saying? Well, my practical mind wants to know if you set off all of your smoke alarms. Oh, well, I I did ask that first. I said, "Um, are the smoke (laughs) alarms, are they installed yet? (laughs) He said, no. So we didn't have anything to worry about. Everything was, we didn't set off any alarms. I didn't, um, there were like burning bits of ember that kept falling. And I was like, oh my God, I'd be like, sweep it up because I was afraid it was going to make a mark on our new floors. So it was like <laughs> this perfect mix of like kumbaya, woo woo with, then my type A would just pop out and I'd be like, never mind. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Get that. Get totally. That. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> typical, typical Sarah for sure. Well, we're going to have to do a whole episode on the crystal thing, because I'm not going to lie, as you're telling me that this certain crystal does a certain thing, in my head, I'm like, "Mm." Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you know, and I have friends that are super, super into it, and far more well-educated than I am. Maybe we should have someone come on and talk about it. We um, should, because I'm fascinated, but I also feel like it sounds like tarot cards. It's to- and- no, it's totally tarot cards. But like once okay. I get once, like I said with the whole ritual thing, sometimes I feel like the mind is very powerful, and if you find something that resonates with you, that helps you, you know, do better, be better, think better. I'm all for it personally. I'm like you. Yeah, you do you, no, you I know? agree. You know, I completely agree. Super interesting. I tend to think more pragmatically about it. And I think the ritual is what brings the healing, not the actual crystal or the sage or the property or the vibration. I tend to think it's more of just a a ritual that cleanses your own mind and your own brain space. But I know there are people that really think like you put a certain crystal in your bathroom and you're going to like have, you know, healing from the actual crystal. There was a point where I had citrine in my in my bra, which that's a story for another time. It was supposed to help with indigestion. I don't really think it did. <laughs> I think that was my that was my one and only time of actually wearing a crystal on my person. I was like, that's yeah, really no, funny. yeah, no, yeah. So what's going on with you? Oh my gosh, Sarah! I mean, literally ten minutes before we started recording, I'm just having life thrown in my face. Ugh. So I, you know, get a phone call from my ex. We've got a teenager who's acting like an idiot, as they do. Yes. You know? Yes. So we had a little discussion about that. I mean, you know, it's really, it's not anything that's not age appropriate, but it's just, you know, it's testing limits. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. I got to say, teenagers, it, it's really stressful. You know, who, who was it? It's like that old proverb or I can't remember where it came from just saying that when you have babies you never sleep 
but when you have older children, you never rest. I know. And, you know, I used to cling to, like, there's could be nothing worse than the baby stage because I really didn't like the baby stage or the toddler stage. But the mental energy, I mean, I went to bed last night worrying about my kid and his peer group and Mm -hmm. what the right thing is for me to do. When I bust him, do I call other parents? And, like, all this stuff, it's so fraught. Um, And then, you know, it's just... I mean, they just have access to so much more now, you know? Oh, yeah. Don't, don't even get so me started. Scary. This whole, the whole meme culture and. Oh, I, I know, which I would love for us to have. Well, we had a little conversation about that in the Facebook community. Yeah, um, we need to have it. We, that, that's a full episode because I'm, a full I'm episode. in the same boat as you. I mean, Derby's yeah. only 11, but he's entering middle school. And some of the issues we've come up against just in the past couple of months have been really eye-opening and slightly harrowing and just at what these children are seeing every day through social media. And it's freaking me out not to. Well, to be honest, I honestly can't believe I look at my son's Instagram account from time to time and Mm -hmm. I look at what he posts, which is actually not real concerning. It's usually like videos of him. Right. skating downstairs or something, right. you know, right. but the stuff his peers post, mm. mm-hmm. I am just like, where are these parents? Mm-hmm. Like they're posting themselves vaping. They're posting, mm-hmm. you know, just photos of themselves flipping off, which listen, I'm sure my child is not above flipping people off, right. but I don't want photographic evidence of it on the internet. It's just like, no one's winding the store. For some of these kids. No. And it's super scary too, because, you know, my son does not have a phone. He doesn't have social media accounts. He has none of that. And he, but he has a a shared family laptop. It's just, it's scary. And exactly what you're saying, where are these parents? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think maybe, you know, they are not as connected to social media as you and I are. So they don't, they're not even aware of these accounts. I think a lot of the kids will create an account and then they like create a a separate account that they actually use. No. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's one of those things that you have to, you have to be on your toes every day because it's changing so quickly. The minute you think you have your finger on it, they're on a different app. I know it's so true. Well, I will say, I mean, this. this isn't, This isn't the topic of the day, but I just have to say, lock down your kid's phone and turn off the app store because Uh, it's very easy to do. You go into restrictions, you put in a password and just turn off their ability to add apps because if they can add any app they want, they can do anything they want on their phone. Yeah. Anything. Anything. Turn it off. Turn it off. Scary. We'll we'll definitely do a post on this. I mean, do an episode. We really should. Yeah. Um, so right after that, and I text you and say, I need 10 more minutes. I'm dealing with an issue. Like just before I go, (laughs) um, mammogram, I never got the results. So she called me and I have a nodule Mm. that they want to further ultrasound. Well, that sounds familiar. Vaguely familiar. I know. I know you've had that before too. So I'm I'm in the midst of processing that information. Well, most likely... Most seriously, statistically, most likely it will be nothing. I'm dying. It will be no. Yes, it's so, you know what's so funny to me is that I am I can be so calm with anyone else but myself. Like I'm sitting here thinking you're fine. It's going to be a cyst. Hey, I've got 32 in my right breast and whatever in the left. That's all it's going to be, and you got no big deal. However, I realize if it was me, I'd be like writing my like eulogy for someone to read. Yeah, but um, don't don't worry because. I mean, I can't think of the last time I had a mammogram that came back that was normal. So really, oh yeah. I mean, they're always they're always further review, further review, and so I would not be. Have you? You did you notice it yourself, or they just saw it? No, they saw it. I don't notice anything. <clears throat> did they tell you where it was? She said on my left breast. Did you feel around? No, I guess I will. Yeah. Well, I, don't I mean, feel anything? Yeah, it's. Um, Really, honestly, statistically, it's probably nothing. Yeah. But still, yeah, not not a fun phone call to get at all. No, not at all. And also, I was really frustrated because it's like, 
were you guys going to call me? Because <laughs> I had to Seriously, follow up. Seriously, that, that's, yeah. What's up with that? I know. So are you going back in for, you're going back in for an ultrasound and another yes. mammogram? Okay. Just an ultrasound, she said. Yeah. And she said they just want to get a baseline. Yes. I mean, she didn't seem super concerned. She said, yeah. we want a baseline image of it so that if it grows, we can be concerned. Perfect. They probably already know it's a cyst then. You can tell in most films because of the way it looks. They're like, because, you know, cysts are fluid filled. Usually tumors right. are not. Okay. Um, so, yeah. But it, you know what? It'll be good that you get the ultrasound because the other good thing about the ultrasounds is that they'll look at the entire breast and you can pick up things with an ultrasound that you can't see through a traditional mammogram. Oh, that's so, good. So, you know, you're just, just think of it as an extra layer of protection. <sighs> but still, I'm okay. sorry. That's I hate that. I don't like those phone calls at all. I know. I don't like the the period in between where you just your brain gets to go crazy with the what ifs. <sighs> I know. <laughs> like I, I just know. want to have that ultrasound tomorrow. I girl, I know. When is it? I don't know. I I'm not kidding. I had that phone call two seconds before we so started talking. I'm sure you're just loving having to podcast right now. That's, yeah, I'm totally yeah. fine. I'm so, so fine. It's great. This is fun. Not an anxious person at all. Oh, well, no big okay. Deal. So how about uh, let's switch the gears for a little bit. Let's switch the gears. How about you tell me what you're doing with all the photos that are on your phone, on your computer? What are you doing with them? Ah, well, we have talked about this before and I just tend to let them sit on my computer or on my phone. I make folders. They're based on the month. It's a joke because I can never find anything. (laughs) Um, There's this whole routine Jim Gaffigan does. I don't know if you've heard this one about how he has laptops that are just full of photos that he doesn't know what to do with. (laughs) Like he's like, oh, that's the Disney laptop. Like that's the photos... So, you know, I've been trying to be better, but we do have a sponsor that we're talking about today that has been incredibly helpful for me in this, and it is Canvas People. It's a great resource for printing those photos that sit on your phone and on your computer. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm not even good at getting my favorite photos together, but there are certain times of the year during the holidays or whatever when I'm looking for gifts for my parents or, you know, extended family members. And this is a perfect way to print your favorite photos out on canvas. And they make some really unique, beautiful prints. Yeah, they really do. They are, they're like, they're wrapped around canvas. So they are like pieces of art. Um, They're really clean. They're really minimal. What I like about the canvas art versus, you know, putting a picture in a frame is there's not that glare off the glass. There's no distracting frame. It's just the picture sitting right next to other pieces of art if you're doing a gallery wall or something like that. No, that's so true. It does. They they fit in very well with a lot of different, different, different styles of art. So We know you're going to love Canvas, people. We have a special code that you can use to get an 11 by 14 Canvas People print for free. This is a $69 value, and all you have to do is pay shipping and handling. It's a really good deal. So to get your own Canvas print for free, visit canvaspeople.com, upload your photo, and enter the code SELFIE. This is a special limited time offer for today's listeners. So go to canvaspeople.com today and use the code SELFIE for your free 11 by 14 print. Okay, so it is time for two thumbs up, Miss Kristen. What do you have for us today? Well, you know, I'm kind of cheating because one of mine is one that you talked about just last week. <gasps> oh, really? Oh, <laughs> but really? I really want to talk about it because I love it so much. So on your recommendation, I bought that Suki Exfoliate Foaming Cleanser. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm in love. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. In love. Yes. So if you missed Sarah talking about it, it is a green company. Um, so it's, you know, all natural. It is a – I can't even explain it. It's a sh- like a sugar scrub in a jar. First of all, it smells so heavenly. I want to eat it. It does, doesn't it? It's like grapefruit and citrus. And I – You know, speaking of rituals, I really am loving every morning washing my face with that because I feel like just the sense memory of that smell is just like, you're going to have a happy day. It's a happy smell. It is a happy smell. So bright. Yes. But as you said, it exfoliates. It's got the grit of like an exfoliator, but then it gets this really great lather 
two. Mm-hmm. So it's like a two in one. It's isn't it like the it's like almost a creamy lather. Yes. It's oh I know. That is I'm sincerely amazing. obsessed. I think your praise for it was absolutely worth it. And now I'm like going down a rabbit trail with this company, Suki, mm-hmm. because it is all natural. Mm-hmm. So I did find on Amazon, because of course I want to try everything. Uh-huh. They have a little mini kit that has all their products in it. Perfect. So I'm ordering that. It's only 21 bucks. Um, and I will link up to that in our selfie podcast Facebook community if anyone else is interested in trying this cute little company. That's perfect. And it is. It is an exceptional company, um, but she keeps the prices um, down. They are not like a lot of these green beauty companies where it's really pricey. Um, And I've actually tried some of our products. I don't know if that one that you're talking about, the mini kit has the balancing oil in it. It does. It is. The balancing oil is so perfect for summer. I just did an updated blog post on my morning and evening skincare routine, which has everything I use from start to finish. I'll link that up too as well. But the balancing oil has become my favorite for the summertime because it hydrates just enough, but there's like no residue left. You put it on, your skin soaks it up, and you're on your way with you know, some oils can hang around for a long time. This one does not. It soaks in, it does its job, and there's like no trace. I love it. Yep. I really like it. I'm so glad you recommended it. I, you were so effusive about it that I ordered it on Amazon while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yes, you know. I do appreciate that the price point is is within reach because that is one criticism of the whole green beauty thing is like some of it is insane. Oh, for sure. For sure. Totally insane. Yes. And this is definitely affordable for green beauty. It is. All right. My other thumbs up for this week is a new tea company, new to me. I am completely obsessed with tea. I drink at least two cups of tea a day. I drink a morning tea. I had to drink a tea every night before bed. (laughs) Um, So I'm always going through teas. Um, This one is called Big Heart Tea Company. It's loose teas. So you need to have, you know, a little... um, a little floater to use it, but they have a really good chai. Um, but yeah. more than that, they have one called cup of sunshine and it's turmeric and ginger. <gasps> yeah. Which I'm really trying to drink a turmeric tea every day because mm-hmm. turmeric is so good for anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just got all these health benefits. So that cup of sunshine, I, and even just the name and it's a, ye- a very yellow kind of a bright gingery tea, um, I feel like it's like a nice little morning wake up. And oh. then they have another one that I'm obsessed with at night, um, which is their, it's called Royal Treatment and it's mint and lavender. And it's just the perfect like herbal before bed tea. Ooh, those sound good. I definitely yeah, want to so, try the one with ginger. I love ginger. Yeah. It's, it's a great, it's a really good company. Um, it's sourced well. Um, they actually have a product called sunshine dust, which is a, like a turmeric powder too. Mm-hmm. If anybody, if anybody else is on a turmeric kick, but, um, their website is bigheartt.com. Ooh, I like that. I'm gonna check that out. Yes. For sure. Okay. What well, are yours? Um, speaking of supplements or vitamins, I've got some gummies I've got to talk about and I know many of you. Well, I know know this because we've already had this discussion on our Facebook community. Many of us take magnesium as a supplement, not just because it keeps you regular, it helps you sleep, it like takes care of aches and pains, but it's actually great for migraines. And it was actually recommended Mm -hmm. to me by my neurologist who's very Western medicine. So when he says, please take magnesium, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, right. Um, so the brand I've used forever is called Calm, and it's a powder. Which I also use. Yes. I also take the Calm powder. I think a lot of people take the Calm powder, but it's a powder that you have to mix with warm water, and it tastes great and all that, but I'm super lazy, and I don't like having to dish out the powder and mix it with the hot water and dissolve it and then just sip. I just It's just not my thing. So, but I had to replenish it because I was out and I saw that they make it in gummies now. There are gummies. Okay, you, 
gummies. You mentioned this in the Facebook page. Yes. Which, you know, if you guys were over there, you would already know this, so get over there. But I am so excited about this because just like you, I... I, it is, it's hard to mix it because you either have to mix it with hot water yeah. or you have to mix it with cold water and wait 15 minutes for yeah. like the magnesium to coagulate or something. I mean, who has time for that? I don't have time for that at all. Well, a gummy is so much more practical. Oh, it's so good. So the serving size is four. Um, but before I take a little bit more because I have to take 500 milligrams a day for migraine prevention. So I take three in the morning and three at night. And it's just, I, they taste really good. It's the exact same flavor as the powder, which is raspberry lemon. <laughs> yeah, it's raspberry lemon. Yes. And just chew up the gummies. And there you go. No more mixing. It's the best thing ever. And um, I just love that magnesium. I love that brand. It was interesting when I mentioned to the Facebook community about these gummies last week, someone said that they... They knew the owner of the company that makes it and like it's just such a reputable company that is so passionate about wellness, which I loved hearing that too. So I think it's a really good company and brand to get behind. Plus, it's just super easy. So if you guys take magnesium or you're thinking about taking magnesium, which you should, you should get these gummies. Super easy. Yeah, magnesium is good for so many things. It's also um, shown to be really good for PMS symptoms. Yes, Yes. Um, although we must caution that when you first start taking magnesium, <laughs> it can be a bit of a laxative. So you need to build up slowly. You do have to build up your tolerance to it. Yes. Don't don't just go eating five gummies in one sitting because no. you might be on the toilet the whole next day. No matter which how might, good they taste. Might be a good thing for some of you people. That's I don't know. True. So now, you know, I talked previously about those probiotics plus fiber that I use for Malou because she, you know, gets constipated easily. I've now added one magnesium gummy into her daily routine because it says children ages four and over can take one a day. So she takes that, which she loves because, I mean, hell, it's one more gummy you get to eat. It's like candy. So Yeah, what kid doesn't want another gummy? Seriously, give me all the gummies. She wants all the gummies. So we have that. So we got the gummies. And then my other two thumbs up is do you use wool dryer balls? I don't. Should I? Yes. (laughs) Yes, you should. Um. Well, I, you know, obviously I'm hoping you don't use dryer sheets. Um, I do, but I use green ones. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Fine. That's fine. That's, I guess that's fine. I'd have to look further into the label. Oh, well, I mean, traditional dryer sheets are horrible. They're just toxic okay. and they, they aren't good for your, besides just being toxic, they aren't good for clothing. They, they make your clothing look older faster. I know it smells fresh and all of that crap, but no, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, people. I did not know that. No, don't do it. So I haven't used anything for years. I just throw the clothes in the dryer and that's that. Now I don't get that. Oh, it smells like a, you know, toxic field of daisies smell, but you know, it's just, it's, (laughs) it just, it just smells like, you know, what it should smell like, which is nothing. But anyway, um, I digress. Wool dryer balls are these, these wool, they're just wool dryer balls. They're wool balls that you throw in that help with the clothing and making the reducing static and all the things dryer sheets are supposed to do. But what my friend just told me that I've started doing is that you can put a couple of drops of your favorite essential oil on the dryer balls and then throw them in and you get, if you're looking for a little bit of a scent, it adds that nice scent, but it's totally natural. So it's oh, yeah. awesome. Easy peasy. You can buy the dryer balls on Amazon. They have a whole bunch of different ones. I, I'll link up to the ones that I bought, which are a little bit larger, so they work a little bit better. And yeah, and how I'm many just, times can you use a wool dryer ball? I think for a really, 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 really long time. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay, I need like, to switch over. Yeah. So if you're using traditional dryer sheets, you got to stop doing that. Don't do it, man. And get these okay, dryer balls and then use a little essential oil or something like lemon or lang lang or whatever you want and make your clothes smell all fresh. I'm sold. I'm sorry. All right. All right. All right. Well, I do, again, want to mention our Facebook community page because there have been so many good conversations over there, and we hope you guys will come and join us. It is truly a warm and supportive community. This week, we talked about what everybody is reading for summer. Mm -hmm. We talked about shows we are watching. Mm -hmm. We talked about friendship in your 40s. We talked about weighted blankets. A lot of people have different companies they recommended. 
Um, we talked about various skin conditions. It was an interesting <laughs> week over in the Facebook community. Always talking about some sort of PMS, skin, or health-related condition I know. that everyone talks about at the same time. But I do want to add, just because this question was asked just this morning before I hopped on here to record with you, Kristen, um, obviously there's a lot going on over at our Facebook community group. However, someone was asking, hey, I remember you talked about those probiotics a couple of shows ago. Where can I find that? We do always have the show notes at selfiepodcast.com. So if you're yes. thinking of something specific, I would say check there first because you know you're gonna, we're always going to list what we talked about there. It might be on our Facebook groups, but we have such a vibrant community and there's so much going on at one time that it might get pushed down really quickly. You can always use the search bar on the community group on the left side to help kind of like narrow down your search. But I always would recommend to go to selfiepodcast.com where we will have everything we talked about on each episode in the show notes. Yep. All right, we've got a quick um, sponsor to talk about, and then we're going to start our chat with Jamie Wright. Yes, so we are we are officially in summer. Mm-hmm. Hello, hot summer, hot summer in Oklahoma. And I know we're all scrambling to get our ducks in a row in terms of what our children are doing every day. I've got some camps up, lined up. I know Kristen does too, but I'm always wanting interesting options for the downtime. Um, same here. My kids are not in a ton of camps this summer, so I'm going to be relying very heavily on Epic. So Epic is a really amazing app that has tons of books, ebooks, audiobooks, read to me books, articles, and quizzes for kids. My family, to be honest, we are longtime users of Epic. It's a hit with my kids and it's a really great option for kids who are home during the summer looking for something to do because it's screen time that doesn't really count as screen time totally does not count as screen time. It's about reading. Like it's all about reading. And what's so cool is that there are no in-app purchases and all content is geared toward kids age from about four to 12. So there's no mature content that kids can stumble upon. Unlike other websites, not that I'm speaking from personal experience. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. The app is really easy to use. My kids have no problem finding books that they're interested in because it's got such a big library, more than 25,000 popular kids books, books that you've heard of, books that they like. Um, lots to choose from, and what's great is each kid can get their own profile, which keeps everything organized and streamlined. Yes, and so we have a great offer for you guys right now. Epic is normally $7.99 a month, which is a great deal, actually, super great deal. But we have partnered with them to get our listeners two months free. All you need to do is use the promo code SELFIE when you sign up for an Epic subscription at getepic.com and you'll get your first two months totally free. Once again, that's getepic.com and use the promo code SELFIE for two months free. All right, let's chat with Jamie Wright. All right. Hey, Jamie. Thank you so much for being here with us. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, well, I'm excited to have you on the show. We tried to get you on the show when we had the Enneagram conversation and it didn't quite work out. Yeah, I think we had tef- technical difficulties. We had technical difficulties, <laughs> yeah, which is a thing. Happens. But now you're like a pro because you're doing a podcast on the regular. Oh, every day. Sometimes every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're just lined up. I have so many podcasts happening. Oh, I'm, well, I'm my recording podcast that I'm doing. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I don't. I'm like not in charge of that at all, though. Well, but you still so. have to figure out like. A headset and talking and you have to show yeah, that's up it, though I just yeah. I just show up and my part like my partners in crime do literally all the work so well tell us about the uh, podcast though that one that you do regularly um <clears throat> I can't remember what it's called <laughs> um it's about missionaries uh no it's called it's, it's called the failed missionary podcast and um, I did not, st- I mean, it was not my brainchild. My friend Corey Pig called me up one day and was just like, hey, um, he, he has the, like a the failed missionary thing going on. And then we are friends with um, one of the co-founders of Barbie Savior on Instagram, who is just brilliantly funny. And then um, he sort of pitched this idea and said, let's, you know, let's talk about this dismantling of um, 
the brokenness in the Christian missions world. And it's been really fun, really challenging because people get so upset um, when you challenge, you know, the common mindsets. And um, But the feedback's been really cool. It's, it's, it's a really fun, fun little thing. So, Well, and for the listeners who are not familiar with you, you write a blog called The Very Worst Missionary. Mm-hmm. Explain that title. Okay. So <laughs> I moved my family, my three kids, um, and my husband across the world to Costa Rica, um, where we lived for five years as missionaries. And when I left the U S I thought that I was going to be the very best missionary. Like I thought I was going to just go save people and do amazing things. And I don't know, change the world and, um, got into the, into the mission field and just was like, this is a mess. Like, this is such a joke. And, and, really wrestled with like, what do I do with that? And I had taken on like communicating for my family because missionaries have to send letters, you know, back home. And, and so I kind of took on that role and sort of started openly exploring, um, you know, talking, talking honestly about these like big problems that I was seeing in missions and, um, eventually ended up, um, having a moment where I was, writing, like writing a newsletter or, you know, trying to put something together to send back home for people, you know, who are supporting us. And, um, I, I was sitting in my living room drinking like gallons of coffee cause that's what I do. And I had to go to the bathroom. So I set down my computer, run to the bathroom, drop my drawers. And there is a gecko, like a lizard, like two inches from my <laughs> business. Like it was like oh almost in, in the land of milk and honey. And I was just like, <laughs> So I, I lost my mind, like lost my mind and, um, and kind of, you know, ran back out to the living room, got myself put together and just had like this heart to heart with God where I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is not okay. And, um, after this moment, I just was like, I'm the worst. I was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm the worst. I don't belong here. I don't think very many of these people belong here. I'm a mess. I have depression. I don't want to be here. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to get dressed in the morning. And when I don't get dressed, I definitely don't want to find a lizard in my pants. Um, and so I just sort of changed the name of my little blog. Like, okay, well, this is it. I'm the very worst missionary. And um, I think, you know, it, it resonated with some people who were like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. And it it also upset other people. So it's sort of this tongue-in-cheek, like, am I the very worst missionary because I say the F word all the time and I am honest about these like internal struggles and opinions that I have that may not be popular or am I the very worst missionary because I suffer from depression and I don't always like my children and I don't, you know, like cannot get my shit together. (laughs) And it was a little of both ultimately, right? Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I found your blog. I mean, I don't even know when. I feel like your blog was one of the first blogs I really read on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I loved and appreciated your voice because you were asking you were asking really hard questions. And even though I I'm not a missionary, was never a missionary, but you were pushing back on some of these kind of savior narratives of how um, you know, in particular Americans work with the poor and treat the poor. Um, and there was some resonance for me because as an adoptive mom, I feel like there's some of that kind of same weird savior stuff, especially in international adoption. And you you really were pushing back on this idea that we're all going to go into impoverished countries and, and first of all, you know, save people. But second of all, um, that these you know, these endeavors were kind of like, you know, that people were going out and basically having like a moment with poor people and then saying it changed their life. Right. Right. And you, and you wrote about a sandwich. Um, do you remember what I'm talking about? I don't know. Like it was like, it was a post about like a poor kid making you a sandwich. Oh, oh no, no, no. That was, I, that was like really one of the biggest, that's that was like my first viral post. I wrote a yeah. post, total one-off about like, just, it was super snarky and it was this snarky, like sarcastic look at like, what if rich people flew into our communities, yeah. like into my middle, like what if rich people helicoptered down into my middle-class community 
and like offer to trim my hedges and like yes. paint my house. And then they would come in my house and I would teach them how to make like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and cut the yes. crust off. And they would be so like, wow, like, oh, that's so earthy. And you're so poor, but you're so happy. And, and it would make me uncomfortable that they were there and like giving my kids, my kids candy and taking pictures with them. But I would also kind of want them to come back because they painted my house and trimmed my hedges. And then they would have the narrative where they go back to their big, rich people churches and tell people about how they made a sandwich <laughs> and trimmed hedges. <laughs> and I would feel like, okay, I got something out of that too. And how it's just this really gross mutual exploitation. And we would never really stand for that in our own communities. Like we would yeah. not actually do that. And so that was like, yeah, it was that, that like, we teach you how to make a sandwich, you rich people. Yes. Um, but it doesn't. Like, it doesn't feel gross to us, apparently, when we go into, you know, Ethiopian communities and they show us their rice and beans. And we're like, oh, it's amazing. They eat with their fingers. <laughs> You're just like, oh, right. okay. So, yeah. That it's was like this definitely... kind of poverty tourism thing that would be really uncomfortable if flipped around. Absolutely. And we do it in the States, too. Like, we do this. We I live in California and watch every year at, at on spring break and Easter as, like, Hundreds of churches converge on, you know, like these tiny little poor districts in San Francisco and hand out gobs, like thousands of turkey legs and, you know, and it's just like, it's like visiting the zoo. Like they just, these Christian organizations, they, they send in busloads of people who come off like tourists, you know, they come off their buses like tourists with their cameras going and they're telling their yeah. Instagram stories and they're creating this narrative that is not reality for the daily lives of the people in these districts. And um, so it's not, this is not solely happening on foreign soil. And I think that's part of why the, the blog really resonated with people because it wasn't, it's not just about missions. It's about like the broken church and missions, brokenness and missions is just a symptom of yeah. this big broken, all this broken stuff in, in the North American church. So Yeah, absolutely. And even exploitation in general, like, I mean, and I will admit like, I have absolutely been that person. Like I remember I went on a trip to um, South Africa and I had a long labor in Johannesburg and I left the airport and in Johannesburg, someone came up to me and offered to drive me to Soweto, which is one of the poorest communities in South Africa. And I paid a person to drive me to a slum so Mm -hmm. I could go and take pictures there in my twenties. And I look back on that and think like, what in the world was I thinking? But like, that was a thing that was offered to me and I went and did it. Well, and when we pitch missions and we pitch like our global presence as quote unquote, experiencing poverty, like when you, when we make that okay as a thing, then of course, of course you can pay to go into a, a, a slum and take pictures. Cause you're, exp- you're it, we've given it this value. We say, oh, you're experiencing poverty and that that's helping your perspective. And it's just, I mean, it's not true. None of that's true. (laughs) You you don't experience poverty unless you are impoverished. Um, Right. And live it every day. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't change your perspective unless you are involved. And, you know, so it's just such a false, it's such a false narrative. And, but you you totally can see how like that 20 year old Kristen is like, of course I want to do this. What an opportunity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it is interesting too. Like there is really this widely held belief that like when you go into poorer communities and particularly communities of color that, you know, you hear people saying these tropes, like, you know, I needed Africa as much as Africa needed me, or, you know, I was changed by meeting them more than they'll, you know, like, Mm -hmm. why do we have this sort of magical poor community trope? Why does that exist? I think because it makes us feel good. Yeah. It, it, it helps us make sense of our very comfortable suburban lives. Yeah. Like we just go, oh, it's okay. Like I have a place in the world and, and, and also it serves us. I mean, so many people collect passport stamps in the name of Jesus and hell, I want to travel all over the world. I love traveling. I love seeing new communities and new places and it's exciting and it's fun. And if you get to do it in the name of Jesus and also raise support so other people pay, like, hell yeah, that's exciting. So I, I just think it's it's really self-serving. And um, and it's it's just so it's such an easy narrative to cling to because it is it's better. It makes my life better. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Well, you, in addition to the blog, you wrote a fantastic book that just came out. I love this book so much. It's called The Very Worst Missionary, A Memoir or Whatever, which I think is the funniest <laughs> title. Um, and in the book, it, I, I mean, what I really like about the book is it's just, it's the mix of a lot of things I love. It's, you're telling your story. It's hilarious. You're, you're, you're such a funny writer. Um, but you also ask some really hard questions and it's very thought provoking. Um, but it's also just really, really funny. <laughs> I wanted you to tell the story. There's a funny story in the book about you visiting an OBGYN for the first time. Oh gosh. Yeah. So I, it is a like legit memoir. Like people, I think a lot of people think, thought that I was going to write a book about missions, but it ended, it just ended up being like memoir, like when I was a child, <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <clears throat> And so I kind of go through, like, my childhood and my adolescence, and I was a wild child in my teens. Like, I did a lot of dumb, crazy stuff. And so not surprisingly, ended up pregnant at 17. And um, I'd never been to the gynecologist before, which is probably why I got pregnant, because I'd never gotten birth control. But um, I, so when I it was like, oh, I, I think I might be pregnant. I need to go. I, I took a te- pregnancy test and I was like, oh, I need to go have a gynecologist tell me that this pregnancy test is wrong. <laughs> um, and so I, I went and I was just like, okay, they're just going to reassure me that this is a mistake. But going to the gynecologist for the first time at 17, and, and the truth is I think I felt would feel the same way if I was 25. Um, I just was like, oh my gosh, I have to like prepare. Like, what do you, what do you do <laughs> to, make sure that like everything is clean and tidy. And like, <laughs> I, I mean, I was just like, is there a shower there? Can I, how, how close can my actual shower be to my actual appointment time? And like shaved ev- everything, you know, just like everything needs to be like smooth and you don't want any weird bumps and you don't want, it just, it was, it was like, I don't think I'd ever looked more closely at my business with a mirror <laughs> like right. than that day where I was just like, is every, <laughs> does it look normal? Is this normal? Is he going to be grossed out? Is he going to be like, and then also wanting to feel like a grown up, like I know what I'm doing. Um, I'm a, yes, I'm know. 17, but I'm fully cognizant of everything right. happening. Right. Like <laughs> I, people have been down there. This is not my first rodeo. <laughs> I was pregnant. So they probably would have figured that out. But, um, and then, yeah. And, and just like having this moment of like, oh, this all, this matters so much. Like my grooming matters so much. And then I'm <laughs> there and the guy that walks in the door is like, it's like Enrique Iglesias in a lab Oh my coat. gosh. Like he was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. He was so beautiful. And I, I just was mortified. Like, oh, okay. This beautiful grown man doctor is going to look at my vagina and I, it was, yeah. But just so, I spent so much time, like three hours just getting it all ready. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? I feel like OBGYN grooming is totally a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I do the same thing. It's like I I pay way more attention to things down there on a day that I have an appointment than I do for, you know, people uh-huh. for whom I might, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, for other stuff. Yeah, yeah for other for sure. stuff. And like, I still it, do that. I mean, for I still do I still it. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, Which I'm like, box. okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, and then I'm like, okay, what time is the appointment? Let me work myself backwards so I'm showering within an hour of the appointment. Like, uh-huh. like, like yep. they're not seeing this stuff all day, every day. Right. I actually had an appointment um, maybe 10 years ago where I, like, I went in. This is so gross, but whatever. I went in, and he was like, he's down there, and there's like a nurse in the room, you know, or, you know whatever, somebody else in the room, and he's like, um, it looks like you have like maybe a little, but like there's a... a a red spot here and I was like oh no 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 that's not a thing and he was just like no no there's like a there's definitely like a red like you have some redness I was like well okay I did that this morning because I was like (laughs) is that a bump is that a bump is that a bump should I what do I do and I like Uh, like I don't know picked I I just I was like so freaked out that there was gonna be a bump that I made you made one I made a problem And and so I had to like you know staring at the ceiling with my legs and stirrups explaining this and they're just like laugh laughing <laughs> that is so funny it's so bad yeah oh there's just nothing more mortifying mm-hmm. well actually i do remember another mortifying story that you've told me before and it involved mm-hmm. monkey pee God, yeah yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> We're just this really is... going to go there. I I just know mm-hmm. your worst stories, and I'm just going to make you mortify yourself you, on my you podcast. Know, you know too much. <laughs> this is, like, one of the lowest moments of my life. Like, in a, you know, it's it's good because it's, I guess it's kind of funny, but it was, like, it was definitely a low moment for me. So it, when I was living in Costa Rica, um, we would go on these, like, we'd take visitors and things on these tours and one of the tours was this riverboat it's really cool you know you go on this like long skinny riverboat and they take you down the river in the jungle and the, it's very tropical and there's monkeys like everywhere and howler monkeys you can hear them all and there's crocodiles it's very cool so we get I'm with my family and we had other family members visiting and we were like oh let's take them on the, the boat tour so we drive you know two hours to this river we go on this tour and it's on a you know you're on a river and it rains in Costa Rica all the time so everything is always wet and um so we get on the boat and I'm I you know we all take our seats and I'm like oh my seat is wet this is that sucks but whatever so we I sit in the seat the whole time we go to this little island where we're gonna go zip lining and it starts we get all harnessed up and I'm like once we get off the boat I'm like it, it smells weird here like, this place smells weird, <laughs> like different. <laughs> and, um, you know, so we're getting ready to zip line, and I'm like, and it's getting, like, smellier. Oh. And um, we climb, tr- we start climbing trees, and it starts raining. And as it starts raining, I'm like, there is an odor. <laughs> like, there's a very, <laughs> like, there's some funk in this place. And it's like, everywhere I go, it's getting worse. Um, and it's because it was, it was me. I... I had sat in monkey pee on, on this boat. Like, like it must've been like fresh. Like I'd totally like soaked my whole butt in monkey pee and the stink of it. Like, I don't know. It was, it was like a dead monkey. I don't know. So it was so bad. And as it rained and my clothes, like it just spread all over my clothes. And so I was the odor like, and we're surrounded by people. Oh my God. It was so bad. At one point, Somebody like drive by sprayed me with perfume. Oh my like, gosh! Like walked by and like slowly was like, shh, 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 like trying to <laughs> spray me. And then I have to get back in a like twelve passenger van. Oh, where it's just super obvious. Everyone, oh god, it was the worst. So on the way home, and I'm I was wearing probably skinny jeans. <laughs> um, <laughs> And on the way home, I'm like, oh, these pants are very wet and very tight. And and um, I'm, like, feeling super uncomfortable. And I was just like, I, I'm, like, starting to itch maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I swear, like, by the time we got home, so it's basically I spent, I don't know, 12 hours in monkey pee, sitting, like, monkey pee against my, oh, my, my gosh. privates. Um, I had, like the worst I'm gonna say it was a yeast infection and not a monkey STD (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's hard to say it's hard to say right because the moisture there was moisture like so much dampness tight pants all day plus monkey pee yeah it was definitely not like your typical um (laughs) yeast infection like it was definitely a monkey induced (laughs) yeast infection I feel like that should be your Twitter bio. Monkey-induced yeast (laughs) infection survivor. (laughs) God. I don't even know how I... And then then I'm in Costa Rica, and, like, I spoke Spanish at that point. We'd been there for years, and... But there's a whole different level of Spanish to, like, talking about your vagina and, like... (laughs) But, like, trying to tell a pharmacist or a doctor, like, I'm having... I have issues. I sat in monkey pee. I have a yeast infection. Like, I don't know any, I don't know a lot of those words. Like, you didn't get those in your <laughs> Spanish class. <laughs> yes. So I'm like Googling like yogurt. Do I put yogurt in my, like, do I put actual human food in my vagina? How do I fix this without help? And for the record, yogurt works. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Really? Just yeah. any old yogurt? Yeah. Was it flavored? Um, yeah, strawberry, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Nothing with so. sugar. Yeah, keep the sugar away from your vagina. That's what I learned. Plain yeah, old plain yogurt. Plain yogurt actually is very soothing, and it 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 helps. This is um, the caveat where I have to say, Jamie Wright is not a medical doctor. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> and any yogurt applied to your vagina should be conferred with a physician. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I am not saying do this. I'm saying I did this, and I have serious like 
issues. <laughs> well, it's all better like, now, it was right? It's a desperate moment you, in my life. It's you all, oh my gosh, this. so much better. <laughs> and no yeast infection to speak of. <laughs> very clean. So, Everything's very tidy and healthy. Yeah. So happy that all of that is behind you. <laughs> me too. Me too. Like, I don't even live near monkeys anymore, which makes oh me really gosh. <laughs> Always fun, though, trying to communicate those awkward things when there's, like, a cultural or language barrier. I remember once that I asked for a tampon in a store in India because I'd gotten my period. And I'm trying to explain to these people what a tampon is by (laughs) hand motions because I don't speak the language. And I'm, like, you know, like, literally, like, showing, like, it goes inside you to this horrified man and then He's a woman like, who, what's that? Condom, like condoms, like it could be oh, so right. many things. Yeah, and like he looks horrified. And then a, a, a horrified woman who apparently understood what I was saying and spoke a little English pulls me aside and says, in India, those are for prostitutes. <laughs> so I guess you don't get to wear tampons in India unless you're a prostitute or there's a black market. I don't know. Oh. Um, but she very firmly told me that they don't sell those because those are for prostitutes. Or maybe yeah. she misunderstood me. I don't know. She thought you were looking for a dildo. Maybe. Yeah. She was like, what? Maybe. In Costa Rica, when I, when we first moved to Costa Rica, they did, tampons were not common. They just, they were kind of just making their way into the culture. And so every once in a while there'd be like a big billboard and it would be for like, the, they didn't have applicators. It was just like the kinds you just like, like OB. in there with your hand. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, it was such a weird, but like it, this was in, you know, the it's 2010 and they're finally getting tampons. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine a life without tampons. Ugh. I can't either. Like, no, thank you. Yucky yuck. Yeah. All right. Well, of course, this is a podcast about self-care. So I have to ask you, how, how are you doing on the self-care front these days? Um, probably not great. Yeah. I don't, I don't sleep enough. I don't eat yeah. healthy food enough and I don't work out enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like what, what else, what other self-care things can I not be doing? Cause that's probably, well, you've been hiking a little bit lately. Yes. I will say that I've been getting out in nature so much more and I think um, that's huge really been good it, it actually yeah. that's been a huge thing hiking and getting outside has been so refreshing to me and it counts as exercise so um and and I think for me in this last like season of my life spending time with people that I love has been like for me because I'm such an introvert and I have to really force myself to do that it's been a, an act of self-care like yeah Text, texting a friend and being like, do you want to come over to my house at 8.30 tonight and we'll just drink wine and eat cookies? And then, like, doing that until midnight. Those kinds of things have been really life-giving for me lately. So that's probably I think my... that's huge, though. I mean, yeah. especially as an introvert. To do the reaching out, to push past the, you know, the resistance and the desire to just stay home. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, honestly, weirdly connected, the, going to the OBGYN. That's been, like, a thing where I'm, like, I'm 42, and I need to, like, make sure, get all my stuff figured out. And, totally. And, you know, so I've actually seen him a couple of times recently, and it's been, like, really, like, empowering. Like, oh, I'm, t- you know, understanding yes. my, my body and what's happening with my body. And um, that's been, you know, because those things, like, I'm going to make this appointment and actually shave all the stuff and show up and... Um, that, so that's actually, I think, been an, an act of self-care for me. It's like seeing the doctor and all that stuff. Oh, totally. I have been in that. I've been doing the same thing, seeing a doctor and all of the things, including the OBGYN. And I, I think I'm going to do that ablation thing. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. getting things taken care of. Right. Because it just all starts to change. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's really weird when it starts because, you know, like I have my rhythms. I've been having my period since I was 12 years old. I know how to have a period. And then all of a sudden I don't. <laughs> I know. Like, oh. It's I thought I knew what I was doing, but it, it changed. So, yeah, that's been really like a kind of a um, forced, but it's definitely been a thing that I'm, I'm glad I've done is just kind of get my figure my body out as I yeah. as I age I guess yeah it's important and it's a big deal and it's easy to just like I'll deal with it next month and then a year (laughs) or two five go by Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, five. Exactly. <laughs> totally. No, I mean, I'm that person, you know, when they're like, mm-hmm. when was your last pop? And you're like, uh-huh, um, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let me think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But then I always feel so good, like I just had my pop, and I always feel so good. Like, I just, I just adulted so hard. It's so grown up. It's, it's such so a grown, grown up thing to do. So, yeah, it, it definitely feels like I'm a real adult now that I'm 42 and can go to the OBGYN. I know. How are you doing with the post office, though? I know that's a struggle we both share. Oh, my gosh. I went yesterday. Nice. I, I went yesterday, and I went Friday. because I've like, I had Twice! Like, yes, because I wrote this book, and my publisher's like, guess what you have to do? Send your book to people. Oh. So oh, <clears throat> I have to, like, write addresses on envelopes and seal them and take them to the post office. And um, I, like, it's a thing. Like, I, have to, I plan my whole day around it, and then... Usually my my post office closes at five o'clock, which is cruel. Like you think they'd be open till six oh, I know. people who work, but I know. Um, I usually will get out of my house. Like I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna take a shower at three <laughs> thirty. Exactly. Get dressed, get Just... dressed. So I can yeah, and then I usually skate into the post office at like four forty five, and they're never happy to see me. So. <laughs> I actually have three packages that I put in my car to take to the post office. I was, like, very excited that I was adulting. And then I got there at 8, and they didn't open till 9. <gasps> that does s- that is not – that does not make sense. No, I know, right? Like, you got to open at 8. But so, I've had the same thing happen with my bank. Like, why aren't places open at 8? What, are this, what is this, like, a college schedule? That's weird. Are they in there at eight doing things and then they can't open it? That is Maybe. That is... I don't know. So the crap is still in my car. All I know is I was going to try to write a book, but now that you're telling me that it involves post office trips, I'm like, mm, I'm not going to do that now. You know, it's actually like worth Never it mind. to avoid it. Yeah. Just, I mean, <laughs> just, just know that that's what's happening at the end. You're going to torture yourself writing a book, the whole process. Then you're going to have to edit that book and then eventually... You're going to have to put that book in envelopes and put it take it into the post office. So it's basically not worth it. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Forget it. it. Yeah. My book will yeah. never see the light of day. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for this important disclosure that somehow no one's told me yet. <laughs> they don't want you to know. They don't because they're like, they, they know you'll back out. No, Forget the world needs your book. You have to write it. All I'll right, mail your we'll book see. for you. You let me know. Yeah, you know. Will you sign? Will you sign a contract that you'll do that? <laughs> yes. Yes, I will. Because I love I would, you that much, and I believe that the world needs your book that much. I would never put that on you, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you. See, this is what friendship looks like, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> All right. Last question for you. We always do this with our guests. We want to hear two thumbs up from you. Two things you're loving. Two books, shows, lip glosses, serums. Um, okay. There is a um, facial thing that I really like. It's... Um, I do this like once a week and I really, really like it, but it's from, I think it's called yellow, but it's Y L L O. And it's like this Canadian company and they do this turmeric mask and it's like organic sugar and salt and turmeric and whatever's in it. I mean, it's like six ingredients or something, but it's all organic and all natural. Mm. And it looks like baby poo. It's like bright yellow, gross baby poo. And I love it. Like it's been kind of a game changer for my skin. It's been really good because as I'm, you know, 42, so my skin is both um, oily, sometimes I get acne, and also dry and wrinkly. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> That's fine. That's a fun combo. Mm-hmm. So that, and then combined with this little, this oil thing that I buy from this girl I know, um, and I don't know what's in it. It's just magic. It's just magic oil. It's like unicorn. Well, I've smelled that oil. oil. Mm-hmm. I think you brought it when we were together oh, yeah, in Texas. Yeah. It smells so good. It does smell good, and it's just kind of miraculous, so I like that. So that combo, I like doing it. That's my kind of face thing that I do once, like maybe once a week. Nice. Um, and what else? Okay, the other thing, it's so silly, but um, this is so weird, but gla- glasses, because I, gla- I wear contacts most of the time, but um, I, the, 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 what's it called, coastal.com, they do these sales on glasses, so you can get like, They'll do like buy one get one free, and then they have these cute little lines of glasses that are like thirty five dollars, and it's it is thirty five dollars for your glasses and lenses. Um, wow! And so every once coastal dot com, yeah, coastal dot com, c o a s t a l dot com. Nice. And yeah, and they just have they have. I mean, obviously they they have more expensive glasses, but like just for having never in my life have I had like 
glasses to choose from. I've always had like one garbage pair that I wear at night when I'm watching TV. But now um, I just, every once in a while, I'll go in and I'll, like if they're having a buy one, get one free. I'll get two pairs of glasses and I don't get anything, fan- like I don't get the like lenses coated or anything like that because yeah. I don't care. They're so cheap. Um, but it's been kind of fun just to have like a little uh, collection of very cheap glasses that help me see. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I, that is yeah. my, okay, that's my next self-care step is I've got to deal with my vision because I can't see anything. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, a, it's nice to see. It really is. Yeah. When I don't, when I can't see, I just feel tired. Like yes. sometimes I'll forget to put my glasses on in the morning. Like I'll just get up and start walk, walking around my house and I'm like, Oh, I'm so tired today. Then I put on my glasses on. No, 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 I'm not. I can see. I, it's just that I couldn't see. It's weird. Now, did you like always have vision issues or are you like me where it's just like, now you have to wear glasses. No, I, I got glasses, I think in sixth grade or something. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's more so of like a life habit for you. Uh huh. Now I need to get probably bi- bifocals. <laughs> I, I need some re- re- readers. <laughs> that's the, yeah. It's so embarrassing. Like I can't, I can hardly mm-hmm. order on a menu. Oh, me too. I like turn the brightness up on my phone, turn the flashlight mm-hmm. on it, take a picture of it and magnify yes, the menu. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing that I do a lot with little boxes, the directions on things. Oh God, yeah. this is my life. Uh, but, or I ask my know. kids to read it. I'm like, okay, this is, this is yeah. demoralizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Jamie, for um, chatting with us. You guys can check out Jamie's book on Amazon or anywhere else the books are sold. It's called The Very Worst Missionary. And you can also check out her blog at theveryworstmissionary.com. Thanks for joining us. Continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at at selfie podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to shepherd audio for our intro music. Take care.